service this morning is divine service setting four which is uh, page 203 in your hymnal and um, our opening hymn is hymn 435 come to calvary's holy mountain In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. O Lord, kept a record of sin, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together, as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Continue. Um, the Glorianic Chelsea's. With you. And also with you. Let us pray. Glorious Father, your blessed Son came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world. Give us this bread that he may live in us and we live in him. Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the 66th chapter of Isaiah. And I, because of what they have planned and done, am about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send some of those who survive to the nations, to Tarshish, to the Libyans and the Lydians, famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all your people from all the nations 
to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord on horses, in chariots and wagons, and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them, as the Israelites bring their grain offering, to the temple of the Lord in ceremonially clean vessels, and I will select some of them also to be priests and Levites, says the Lord. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The second reading is from the 12th chapter of Hebrews. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do, no, do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched, that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, 
the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of right, the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise to the Alleluia. according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside, knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you came from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. We make our Christian confession with the Nicene Creed on page 206. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things who for us men, for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to glory to judge all the living and the dead. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission. 
seated as we sing hymn 725, Children of the Heavenly Father. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so as we look in Isaiah, and as we look in the other portions of Scripture this morning, we see uh, the thumbnail sketch of God's plan. There's a new kingdom coming, and uh, those people... Uh, who are out there today will be called to the gospel, will be confronted by the Son of God, and will be given mercy or will receive condemnation. Now, before we, you know, get all upset about that kind of, of thing, uh, we need to realize that now as it stands without Christ, we all deserve nothing but condemnation. And so, when God talks about mercy and forgiveness and all of those things, He wants us to concentrate on the mercy that He has given to us through Jesus Christ. And at what cost did Jesus Christ offer us Mercy. Was it just words? It was more than that. What Jesus Christ did for us was to pay completely for all of our sins, many of which we have no idea. I mean, you could have come in this morning and said, well, you know, if I just straighten my life out a little bit, God might look at me and say, hey, you're not half bad. Well, let me break that myth for you. You will never be half good enough for God. 
Now, that's the law statement, but the gospel statement to that is that the goodness that you have is because Christ has purchased you with his blood. So you're all the way good because Christ is all the way good. You see, that's why we call it the gospel, the good news. And in Isaiah, we see that it is God's will that we be gathered to our Creator, the one who started all of this stuff. And I suppose you could spend a whole lifetime figuring about how all of this stuff got started and how it continues to be this way. And, um, and I don't know, I mean, you have a lot of people who are, uh, you go to the schools and I guess evolution is, is you know, uh, the theory of evolution, I should say, is, uh, is um, the truth, taught as the truth, when each and every person uh, knows that um, you cannot, for instance, uh, scientists could not grow a, a, a type of grass that would cut itself or bushes that would trim themselves. But somehow, uh, we have imagined into existence that our order came from nothing, and it, and it organized itself in such a way to where we, I guess, evolved from this to this, And if you and I went home and decided, you know what, I'm going to trust in this theory of evolution and I'm going to not cut my grass and not trim my hedges, see if it evolves into something better. One day you go to the grocery store and you come into your house and you realize that there have been upgrades that just magically appeared. No, no. What you notice is the cracked tile that wasn't there yesterday. Or the little bit of mold on the ceiling that you didn't notice until after the rain. Or the fact that your electricity keeps going out because the infrastructure is not upgraded, but has deteriorated. And this is our world. But in spite of the reality that things deteriorate, even us, because I haven't received an upgrade, I have, I have indeed expanded my horizons, but that is not an upgrade. But, you know, somebody might say there's more of me to love. Well, let's all engage in our life's work of putting lipsticks on pigs and we'll be okay. We'll weather this thing. But God does not have any kind of such imaginations. He calls us to the knowledge that we need Him. And without Him, we are nothing. And when we deteriorate to Nothing. He is the one who holds the keys to 
everlasting life. Now you can imagine, try and imagine God away, but even the fact that we don't have God hounding us day after day is part of God's grace to us, right? And it's also an example of how we should not hound our children or those who love us. They don't want to be hounded, right? And God already knew it because He doesn't tap us on the shoulder and say, Man, you know, you don't think I'm here, but I'm here and I saw that and I'm really insulted by that. God doesn't do that. But what happens? Well, God didn't do that, therefore God wasn't there. No, God is gracious. He is kind. He puts up with us. Jesus himself, even though he's suffering and dying on the cross, said, God, forgive them. Oh, my goodness, they don't know what they're doing. And oftentimes, we really don't know what we're doing. And we really don't have control over our lives the way we would like to and the way all those self-help books would teach us. What have we gotten ourselves into? You look at YouTube and now there's commercials or anything on the computer. You get these commercials. Chew this little mineral and you'll never have to see a dentist again. What do you have to do? Just chew the mineral. It might cost a little bit of money. You might have to send us some money. But after that, never mind. Oh, here's another pill you can take. And then they show a person who is well, you know, like me, and we'll just have to wait for the after picture over here because I'd have, I'd have to get that little pill, but I can guarantee you if I get that little pill, it promises me I take it before evening and I don't have to exercise or anything, and I will be, you know, like that. Have you seen those commercials? drives me nuts. And the thing of it is, is that somebody somewhere thought that if I won't listen to them after five times, maybe after 500 times, I'll make that call. When common sense says nothing good comes to us without hard work. You don't just slip and fall into well, you fall into a million pieces, but you don't slip and fall into something better. And this is, to me, this is common sense. And God is saying that his plan is to call all kinds of people, and he will make some of them leave out. Well, wait a minute, that's, that's genetics, right? You know, you can't be of this family. No, God has made each and every one of us, whatever background we have, into one family. How's that for inclusivity? What does it end with in the gospel lesson? Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. And I want you to envision people out there who think that they're better than everybody else. And I know that's really not true. Nobody thinks they're better than everybody else, right? Well, that was... 
<laughs> and just imagine that person at the, at the final day being left outside when the very people that they used to stand up and ridicule get to go inside. Oh, boy. How embarrassing is that? But you know what? The only way you're going to be embarrassed is to simply dismiss what Christ on the cross, on the cross is all about. It's simple. It's so simple that a little child can say, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's very simple. But the waters of Scripture are so deep that we can drown in it. So God can satisfy those people who are intellectually in tune and want to plumb the depths of God. And let me tell you something, you'll never get there. Like I've said before, and I'll say it again, if God, if I could explain God and I, to you and I knew everything about God, He wouldn't be much of a God, would He? And those people who say that they know all they need to know about God don't know nothing. But we do know this, that God has set before us everything that we need to know. And He has set forth more than we need to know, yet oftentimes we don't understand it. But we do know this, our God is a good God. Our God loves us even though we're all stinkers, each and every one of us. And God even knew that before we were born and decided to make us anyway. Why? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. But I, I do say this, that as we go about this world, you can see that more and more people are getting frustrated because they seem to not be accepted and so they want Everybody to accept them, and doggone it, we're going to make all kinds of laws so that you have to accept everybody. Why? Because people's purpose in life is that everybody loves them, even if you have to force them to love you. And once again, you and I know that right in front of us, is the common sense that not everybody loves you and not everybody's going to love you. Even a pastor. Can you believe it? I might have reached a pinnacle when one time somebody called me the spawn of Satan. I didn't agree with that. But at that point in time, I didn't really think that a conversation following that comment would be useful whatsoever. And I don't know if you've ever had a conversation like that, or you've just decided, oi vey, I, I'm going to try not to talk to this person because 
they really, well, it's just a waste of my time. Not that you're better than that person, but some people are just idiots. And sometimes we can be idiots. And you know, the whole thing about this is, is that God gives us faith and he gives us love and he gives us all of the things that make us more attuned to him. And the more we tap into that and leave all that other mess aside, the less offended we get when somebody tries to offend us, which, of course, offends them even more that they can't push our buttons. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. Somebody tries to push your buttons and you go. And then they go, you're going to take that and you go. just gets them either more and more mad. And the Bible says that sometimes heaping kindness upon people is like putting a burning coal on their head. Now that's not, you know, special mental manipulation where, I, oh, I know I'm, I I'm going to get that person. I'm going to be so nice to them that they hate my guts even more, and they can't even sleep that they're going to stay awake trying to get back at me. What's the, what's the point in that? Are there people like that in the world? Unfortunately, yes. If you've ever had a neighbor like that, God bless you. But you don't be this way because you know that in spite of all of the thoughts that you've had, and I know, I know how it is, because anybody can get all spin, spun up and say, I'm going to have to get up there and say this thing because it's right. It's just right that I do, and I'll be wrong if I don't say the right thing. And when everybody else knows that you're just setting yourself up for ridicule. And sometimes maybe you shouldn't say anything at all even though you feel that's the principle of the thing. And you say it, get slapped down and realize, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, you think? A lot of things Jesus didn't say. There's a lot of things. Jesus is perfect. And what did we do to Jesus? We said, you're different than us. You need to die. And the world hasn't changed. We are different. Realize that. You are different than other people. And if the difference means that you call on your Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, His Son, and the Holy Spirit, and if because of that people call you bigot, holier than thou, Weirdo, religious right, whatever. Realize that Jesus is the light of the world. That he is the one who came and suffered and died for you. No one else did. No one else can offer you the true love that Jesus did, not even your parents. 
not even your spouse, not even your children. Only Jesus can do that. And only Jesus did do that. So, what does it say for us to do? Make every effort to enter through the narrow gate because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Why? Because maybe like the children over at Babel decided to build their own tower to heaven. And God said, this is not good because they, for their own efforts, will be able to accomplish everything they try because they are of one mind. So I will confuse their language so that they can listen to me. You see, because God speaks every language. We, not so much. And why is that a thing of grace, that we speak different languages? So that we can hear God in our own heart language, and so that he can speak to us with less distractions. And believe me, there are many distractions, and there are many things we want to ask God to answer for us. And there might even be some things that you feel that God has been a little rough on you. But realize this. We're going to have entropy. What is that? Well, maybe it's the word of the day. Entropy. As things deteriorate into chaos. That's what entropy is. And this world is going towards entropy. Until God finally says, enough. And then he will call his children to the best place that we've ever been. So, brother and sister in Christ, the best is yet to come. Don't let all the smoke and mirrors, all the natural mineral pills and, and the weight loss pills, and, and you don't have to exercise, just snap your fingers, and there's no place like home or whatever, and it'll happen don't be fooled because Jesus is the one who has accomplished it for us. And so going through this life and struggling in this life is not in vain because in the end, you have already won through Christ. Don't Lose that perspective and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in faith. Amen. We rise for the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, grant us repentant faith 
to strive to enter ever more deeply into your blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation. By the witness of your saints, gather many from the various corners of this world to enter your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Lord, you have founded your church and promised that she will remain forever. Bolster her confidence in your word and guide her pastors in paths of righteousness that she would declare your glory among all nations. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have called fathers to bring up their children in your fear and love, sanctify and sustain them through your word that they would lovingly discipline their children and so show forth your own divine care for your baptized children. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, grant wisdom, integrity and skill to our president, the Congress of the United States, our governor and all those in authority that in the exercise of their lawful duties, justice would be maintained, the innocent defended, wickedness restrained, liberty upheld, and consciences respected. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, you chasten those whom you love. Teach your fatherly love to those enduring the afflictions of this life, for all things come from your hand. We guard Alan, uh, ask that you guard Alan Jackson, who has heart issues, and all of those people we have uh, listed in the back of our bulletins. You know them all, and we ask that you would be with them all who suffer in body and soul and bring them through their trials. Lord, in your mercy, divine host, in your holy presence, we recline at your table and receive the blood of your son, which speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Let this blood of Christ thoroughly bless the earth of our created bodies and sanctify us completely to become new, a new holy land for his eternal dwelling. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, we give you thanks for all the saints who have gone before us. Grant that we would die to ourselves and enter with Christ into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to join with all the angels in festal gathering and to be numbered with the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, perfected in the righteousness of Christ and abiding forever in his new creation. Lord, in your mercy, to you, O Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all glory, honor, worship, and praise now and even to the end of the ages. Amen. As we have made um, provision for collecting the uh, offerings of our uh, response for God's love for us, we continue on page 208 in the service. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, 
into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve, who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. And yet, in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And made him a cross, uh, made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
his body and blood, our Lord and Savior, is strengthened each day to provide eternal our participants. Welcome to the Lord's table. We rise to the Nunc Dimittis on page 211.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same faith toward you and fervent love toward one another through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated as we continue with hymn 919, Abide, O Dearest Jesus.